Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Diecast Movie Review Podcast. This is Steve Turk, and we have a special episode today. Instead of a movie review, we're going to be doing an interview with a rising young actor, Nathan Wilson, who's been in movies that we've talked about before, Loon Lake, one movie we might be talking about down the road, Will and Liz. And he's done a lot of other films with Ansel Farage, who we interviewed earlier, and you guys have listened to back in June. I'm sorry, back in July. Um, how you doing, Nate or Nathan? Which way do you prefer? I'm just- uh, either one's fine. Nate's great. Yeah, you can use Nate. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one time. How you doing, Mr. Wilson? Because I'm a Dennis the Menace fan from growing back. And I finally <laughs> got to say, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> I had to do that once. You can today. call me that too. <laughs> <laughs> if only my name was Dennis, it would be, it would be appropriate. Yeah. Then. <laughs> Dennis and Mr. Wilson back together again. Yes, yes, oh, the old-time TV. Yeah. And um, before we get into your work with Ansel, um, which you've done a lot of, what led you to um, become an actor? You, I mean, you were in um, Round Lake, Minnesota. What led you to choose this field? Well, yeah, I grew up in a small town of Round Lake, Minnesota, and a small farm, Um and I played sports in high school and I don't know, just, I always liked watching movies with my dad and loved just hanging out, watching movies, I guess. And, um, my cousin moved out to LA, um, when I was probably 17 or so. And I never thought about acting too much. And for a little while there, I was like, God, for some reason I had this feeling I kind of wanted to be an actor, but I never knew how to go about it. Cause just watching movies and thought it was cool watching, yeah, like, Robert Redford and whoever back in the day. And, um, and yeah, I just, I came to visit him cause he moved to Long Beach and went to school here and I moved to LA for the first time. I was like, Oh my God, like it is so beautiful out here coming from Minnesota where it's 20 below zero, um, all, you know, in the winters and cold and humid in the summers and, um, and knew that he was doing it. So after like a year or two of college, I decided that I was going to try to, become an actor and move to LA and see what it, see what I could do or see how I could go about it. And, um, so I moved to LA in the year of 2000, um, in January of 2000, I was 20 years old. And, um, I lived out here for like four months in LA and, um, I just did some like background work, got a job, kind of was thinking about how to do I get into acting? I didn't know how to go about it at that time. Like, where do you start, you know? And um, so I talked to my cousin who was in theater at the time and has a theater in Long Beach now. And he was like, you know, if you want to do this and you want to, you know, be serious about it, you should start probably with theater. And um, and because I already had a couple years under my belt in Mankato at college there, I decided to that I was going to move back, get into theater at that college, and then finish my degree and then do as much theater and see if I could do whatever there and start learning there, maybe get an agent. Then after a while, I went and got an agent in Minneapolis and stuff and did a couple things there, like modeling. Um, I don't think I ever did. I think, yeah, just background in the commercial. So then I went back to uh, Mankato, um, got into a 101 acting class, theater class. And I was the only person that wasn't in there for like, I think it was a prerequisite for a teacher's. So all these like girls and this one guy that was going to be a teacher was in the class. And, um, I was just there just to take it and learn. 
And then after that, I went and talked to the, the director of the uh, theater department to see if I could go on and take more acting classes at intermediate levels and stuff like that. And he was fine with it. And then I auditioned for a couple of plays and um, started getting into plays. And um, yeah, so did got into a national theater festival with, I think, the third play that I was ever in and like my first kind of, I guess, side role. So that was a lot of fun. We did a play in front of a thousand people that I can't believe I ever did. <laughs> that was nuts. And then after college and um, doing more classes and plays, I was like, all right, well, time to move back out to L.A. and get back at this. And and I think, yeah, then I moved out here and then started taking more acting classes and um, did a couple plays with my cousin's theater in Long Beach to kind of keep it going. And, yeah, just been going at it ever since. My daughter, a lot of listeners notice, has a degree in theater. She's in the uh, production side of it. Okay. And um, my son has done some theater work on the front, on your side, like the acting side. Yeah. Um, so we so we definitely are a theater family. We just love the live theater because oh. it's just so nice. Any particular um play or musical that was really special to you when you were doing it during that time? Um. I think, well, the one that was special to me, that I think just because that was a, the play that we got to the festival was, was the House of Blue Leaves. Um, was probably, yeah, probably the the one that I liked the best. Yeah. Um, Bent, I guess, was, I mean, that was quite a play as well. Um, what's the other one? Yeah, probably those just because of, yeah, classes and just being able and doing those plays, I guess. So, but I love the theater. I mean, I do a lot of improv theater now. And I mean, just being on stage and having that live interaction and watching these people go through it live is so such an experience that like, I'd like, I mean, I started doing improv theater before everything shut down with COVID again, but it's always nice to like get away from it and then to go back to it because when you're doing films, you're just like in you're just acting in between these two takes. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. and we're waiting and we're waiting and then go. And then you're got to go into this thing. And then you get like, you know, a minute or two or three at the most that you can like get into this little world and then cut. And then you're kind of out of it for a little bit. But like when you're in theater and you're in these plays, like you're going for an hour and a half or two straight and you get to really fall into these characters. So yeah, it's just such a different experience. But I, yeah, I need to get back in the theater and do some more plays. Just don't have the time right now. <laughs> well, that's the key thing for everybody. Everybody wants to do so many things, and time is always the precious thing. And uh, yeah, the one positive. And I think it's it's, it's just different now too, especially like being in LA. Well, now with the COVID stuff, I mean, it's, it's hard to. What do you do? Like the ninety-nine seat theaters, and you go do some plays, and like I did that in Long Beach. But it's just a different experience. Like New York, there's such big, so many, you know, so many theaters and so much work that you can do there. And if you're trying to work and you're trying to stay out here in LA, you kind of have to know where you're going to put your time and to go do that. That's a lot of time to do a play. It's a lot of rehearsal and a lot of, yeah, a couple months. So. Exactly. And um, I was going to say the one, the positive thing about film is that, for better or worse, it, you'll, you'll have the same exact performance every time you watch the film. 
Yeah, that's true. And, yep. with, and with theater, it's special to that night's audience. It's exclusively their yep. version. And the next night we'll get a different version and so on and so on. And I think that's mm-hmm. the beauty of theater. But the problem is the one sad thing is occasionally people do film a live performance that's going on, but there's yeah. so many great performances that are lost to the memory of, of time because there's nothing there for people to see down the road. Yes, that's very true. And like, yeah, totally. Like it always depends on the night. Like the audience is, you know, always different. So you can play off of them. Um, sometimes you'll have a really good audience and that they'll be laughing and they'll be super into it and just make the whole play. You can just feel the play even come alive. And if you have kind of a dead audience, on like a Thursday or whatever day, just because they're tired and now they're at the play and they got to go to work and they're not really into it as much. It will be a total different experience. And then you're trying to play up to try to grab their attention instead of, you know, just already just kind of being in there and letting, and just letting it roll along. So yeah, it's totally, it can be totally different night to night for sure. Now, one of the things I looked up about you before we get into your movie work is um, you're an avid surfer and boxer. (laughs) Yeah, I surf surf quite a bit. When I moved to LA, it was always actually those two things were always something that I always wanted to do as well. And then when I lived when I moved to LA, I moved to North Hollywood for a little while. And then it was so hot there and just kind of smoggy and whatever. I'm like, why am I living in California, in LA, in like the middle of the city when I can move to the beach? So then I moved to Venice. And then kind of moved to the ocean and kind of picked up surfing because there's always something that I really wanted to try and do just because I thought it'd be fun. And then the boxing, I had a couple of buddies that I worked with that were boxers. So they got me into uh, into the gym and started training me and stuff as well. It's been, been maybe probably a year or two since I've probably boxed. Uh, probably a year, I think, now since I was kind of in the gym boxing. But yeah such good training and we even just because of the boxing and learning about that we wrote a bare knuckle boxing script that i'd love to do someday because <laughs> it's an awesome cool action script that we wrote so called kane so hopefully someday we get to make that and i get to play a bare knuckle boxer like a tough <laughs> tough guy <laughs> back in the back in the turn of the century during you know right yeah. time um no, no, it would be, it's set in modern time. If, if, I mean, if we had really good money, we'd probably set it in like the 70s or like early 80s or something like that. But yeah, we'd probably be set more in modern time. It's kind of like a, yeah, a boxer or yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a lone wolf guy that's out there, you know, just trying to survive. And this is how he survives is <laughs> working these one little jobs and then just fighting, you know? Just rugged, rugged dude. That would sound interesting. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm like you know, I'm, I'm, I was 10 years old, I think, when Rocky came out, and um, you know, yeah. one of those things. It's and fighting or you know, um, fisticuffs make it sound a little more yep. better. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been go. around for forever. I mean, you know, you go back to Roman Greek times, oh, and even yeah. prior to that, I'm sure, you know, and. It's, mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's 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 there is a science to fighting. It's not just go out there oh. and beat the snot out of each other. There's a lot of things to learn. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in that ring that yeah you never think about. And I think stuff like that too. It's that stuff that I probably would never really do, but to be able to play somebody like that 
and just like rugged, tough, badass type of guy would be, I think, just so much fun to to try to do instead of, you know, just your regular normal life. Just, oh, yeah, whatever. At least it's heightened. It's, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. And I will say, as we go through your movies, you've done a lot of different um, performances of different character types. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you've been pigeonholed from your prior performances as like, oh, (laughs) he's this type, you know, he's he's the computer tech guy. Yep. Had a motorcycle just go by. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is good and bad, I think. I'm like trying to find right now, like, yeah, what, who am I or what would I go for? But I'd like to do that type of stuff of where I like to play different roles. I don't want to be pigeonholed in a sense, you know, um, for good or bad. Um, but for us making our own stuff right now, it's great because I can do all those different things and we can write these scripts and I can go off and do these different people and yeah, different roles that people maybe wouldn't never cast me in. So, and show that I can actually do that and be, yeah, be dramatic. Yeah. So, now, in everything, there has to be a beginning in movies, and your beginning mm-hmm. was in the movie Loaded, where you played Little yep. Eddie. How, how did you get Little cast? Eddie. How did you get cast in that role? Yeah, so I just moved to LA, and I think I was here for like five or six months. And I, you know, you never think that you're going to be working somewhere and somebody's going to come in. But it was actually almost the craziest Hollywood experience. As I was working my first job in LA, I was a server at Jerry's Deli. Studio City and working one night and these guys came in and they were producers and directors and writers and they asked me if I was an actor I was like yeah yeah you know I was being nice and friendly they're like oh you seem really cool you should come in we're doing an audition tomorrow for a movie come in and audition for us so I was like oh cool this is this is sweet this is easy (laughs) you know this is what you gotta do so then the next day I went in and um, I auditioned and it was, you know, I got this small part um, where I played kind of like, a, I guess one of the mob bosses or like nephew or something that like screws up. And he's like, I don't know if he's on drugs or just drunk or I kind of played him like at the time of like how I thought somebody on drugs would be just a lot of energy and whatever. So I was actually a little nervous for the audition and that just helped me out perfectly because a little nervous. This guy had to be jittery and kind of like stuttery anyway. So, and then they, they really liked it. And yeah, we shot that in um, Orange County. That was a long time ago. At like some bars, did like two or three days on it, I think. And I think it was non-union. I don't think I got paid, but, but it's out there. I got something for my reel and yeah, that was the start. And then I think, I don't think I really got much for a couple of years after that. I did a couple of commercials and stuff. But, yeah, but I didn't really get much until kind of started doing some things with Ansel. Well, I mean, that was the beginning. Yeah, but in the beginning, it's almost like that, that, that success story you always heard about in the 1950s or whatever, where somebody's working <laughs> as a waiter or waitress, and they come in, they're like, oh, we want you on our next picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, wow, they just got to come here and do this, and then – once you realize it after that, you're like, oh, well, that was kind of lucky. That really doesn't happen, you know, very often. And yeah, so then, and yeah, then I just chilled and kept doing more acting throughout a couple of years and didn't really get much for theater or uh, movie wise, I guess. 
But your the next film I want to talk to you about is is actually one I think it it's it's very good. It, it's not one of those that people are gonna are gonna feel good watching it, but a gambling yeah. man. And uh, oh. you, you you wrote yep. it, you acted in it. Um, Ansel Farage directed it, and you had Julianne yep. David as your um, co-star Anna. And yeah, I, I really in, liked those performances, you know, and how yeah. it went through. Um, since, yep. you, since you were both the lead actor and the writer, I mean, what 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 do you have to share with us about a gamble? Well, so, yeah, so at that time, um, I started getting the improv theater. Um, I did a little improv in college, and um, and then when I went and did some theater with my cousin, I had a buddy there that was doing improv in Hollywood at I O West. It was called. Now it's shut down, sadly. But um, so at that time, when you're doing comedy, you're trying to heighten everything to this comedic level. So I was thinking, you know, what if you did the opposite of that? <laughs> Instead of like heightening it to the comedic level, let's just take it down in the trenches and <laughs> do like such a dark story for some reason. And um, I had some buddies that were gambling at that time and I was doing just like little bets and gambling. And I was like, what if I just take this guy who's like, really into gambling and put him in these, you know, positions and, you know, in these spots and like this just rough life. Um, so that's kind of where the thought came from. So I kind of just put him in the most dramatic scenarios of he's married. <laughs> he has a wife that's pregnant. You know, he's sitting around gambling. He doesn't have a job right now that he's lost, um, for some reason or, you know, and, um, and now he's got this debt he's got to pay and then just keep taking it down into the trenches. So, yeah. And so that was kind of the, the idea of it. And then since then and reading more about gambling and stuff like, I mean, and I kind of knew about it then as well, about how tough of an addiction it is and how bad it can get. And yeah. And if you watch that movie the whole way through, you know, you can see the whole just dramatic thing, just go all the way down to the very end. So yeah, that's where the idea came from originally. And then I wrote it, and I think we were done shooting Dr. Mabuse, I believe. And then I wrote that with Ansel. Or, I mean, I wrote it, and then I asked Ansel, I was like, hey, let's, I got this idea, you know, let's shoot this thing. And I think it was only, like, maybe a five, six-page script. And we kind of improvised at the beginning, and then with Ansel, was great at, you know, finding these shots that he can, like, fit in metaphorically you know, walking down the hallway or something and kind of fitting it in there. So and the music with that worked out really well, but yeah, that was one of our first films and it just pretty much was just me and him. And I think he was doing sound and yeah, just me and him and yeah, feeling on it. So. I enjoyed it. Um, in the sense, like like I said, with your performances, I mean, it's not a feel good movie at all for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Don't go into this as a feel good, <laughs> but it's a, it's more realistic, and I think yeah, that has to also be shown, you know, for people yeah. to understand the 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 um, addiction part of it. Yeah, and yeah, I really dove into that role, you know, and just meant for some reason a lot to me just to portray the real side of this. Um, like how it really affects families and really have these um, real emotions going into it and have this terrible thing that's happening to this guy and that he's kind of put himself into, but doesn't realize it, but he, but he knows, you know, but he's just trying to get through life with this addiction. And yeah, it's, it was, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it's and, and five years interesting later, to go to those dark places. Well, I mean, you know, it's, 
what they say um it's it's um comedy and tragedy so you were you know yeah. you're doing comedy in the improv and you decided to go to the other yeah yeah exactly to switch it up in a little bit you know what i mean just because i was doing so much comedy it's like all right i want to see if i can really get into this yeah dark side and i think a lot of people that can perform comedy well usually can perform tragedy well i remember mm-hmm. like robin williams and um, some other people yep. that are known for their comedic work, and then they go like Jerry Lewis when he did the King of Comedy. You know, they can do those serious yeah. things that people are just blown away. It's because they're yeah. actors, you know, and just because they, they do a yeah. lot of comedies doesn't mean they can't go and play other roles. Yeah, and that's a, that's actually one of the reasons why I did improv into comedy. I knew it was tough, and I knew it's hard, and I'll learn all the rules with improv and everything and comedy in general. I was like, if I could do comedy and if I could, you know, get this down, I think it'd be a lot easier to go the opposite direction and do the dramatic, more real things. Cause comedy is so hard. Cause it's all just about timing and what you say. So that's actually, yeah, kind of why I did it. Now, five years after that, 2018, you did a follow-up crypto yeah. <laughs> with the same character, you know, just to see where, yeah. um, where he was later on in his life and um, how he was his lifetime situation in that. And yeah. So that kind of, we fell into, I mean, I, I guess I write a lot about kind of what I'm experiencing at that time. And I did have this kind of happen to me. So where I got into cryptocurrency for a little bit and it did actually, I got somebody stolen from me kind of like them. And I was like, how can I like, this is so horrible. I can't believe people will do this. And how can I do my part in letting people know? And then for some, like we, I like doing a gambling man. I never, ever, ever thought we were going to do like a second version of that, or I would ever play him again, but it just kind of fit perfectly into that scenario for that character to have him now getting better and everything's going well. And now he stumbles onto this new thing in the cryptocurrency and um and he's trying to do as well as possible he just has to put it in there you know everything's going great and then for this tragic again things to happen to this character so yeah which was fun to come back to that role and to use the same characters and my cousin is actually my brother in in those in those movies oh really so yep so yeah so that's my cousin that moved out here to do theater and had the theater in long beach and kind of the one that got me to move out here and we put him in those movies. So what is his name? Sean. Yep. <laughs> My brother, Sean in those. So, and then again, you know, the tragedy this time we had, it's a better ending. It's a happier ending. So, and I like to, yeah, I like to use real stories and real things and put them into these, I guess, bigger than life scenarios in a sense and really make them tragic. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think the best way people want to see problems and people overcome the issues, um, which happened in crypto. And of course, in the gambling man, Mm -hmm. it reminded me more of a 1970s type feel where it was the downer ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, people can get what they want. Some people always want happy endings. I mean, most people do, but I'm the type of person doesn't, if it's logically follows the pattern like if it's it's all there and it's yeah or ending it's fine it's one of those what they do a shock ending that comes out of nowhere and you're just like oh what but you did not yeah but you didn't do which which is good yeah yep yep 
Yeah, for for a gambling man, you mean? Yes, for a gambling man. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, exactly. And then for this one, it just felt like it was right to have him finally be happy and going in the right direction and, you know, moving on and getting over this stuff that he's been weighing on him for so long, so. And, it, like, that script, too, like, what I like to do is I like to make, in a sense, that thing is it's, it's such... I like to take simple stories in a sense and then just gradually build on them. Cause I mean, in a sense, this guy, all he wants in the end of this and the end of crypto is he just wants to see his son again. He's just excited for that summer to just play catch with his son. So he's doing all these things just to see his son. And then these things happen to him through his, you know, through his life that he's got to overcome to get to the end of where he can, you know, play catch or spend the summer with his son, you know, so get over these obstacles. But in the sense, you know, the, the simplest thing of the guy just, he just wants to get his son back. <laughs> well, some of the greatest movies are based on simple premises. It's just how it's executed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some great movies that are very um, complicated, you know, like a Christopher Nolan movies, which are twists and yeah. turns and mazes, but if you don't yeah. pull it off, it could crash and burn pretty easy. Yeah, exactly. But in Christopher Nolan does pretty well. Yeah. I mean, then in the root of a lot of those stories too, you know, they're of Christopher Nolan. He just knows how to really twist and turn those stories. Cause uh, what memento, I mean, that's kind of, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's that one's kind of weird. I guess this guy forgets his, <laughs> forgets uh forgets his life and kind of forgets that stuff but interstellar he's just trying to save i guess he's saving the world so but in the root they're still pretty simple you know exactly he just know he just knows how to tell them differently and makes them complicated and weird and interesting and fun to watch i think he does a great job now going back to 2013 you started working again with ansel and you did dr the and you, yep. you worked with um, a lot of Dark Shadows actors, um, Jerry Lacey, who played Dr. Mabuse. You played Carl Lohman. Um, Catherine, mm-hmm. Catherine Lee Scott and Laura Parker were um, sisters with um, mystical yep. powers. Witch sisters, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my first ever lead. So the first time I met Ansel was for this comedy thing that he shot in his house and like audition for him as brother drop dead. It was called. And I played like a hillbilly like brother and kind of crazy family. And then he came to me with the script afterwards. Is like, yeah, I have this other script, Dr. Mabuse. And I'd love for you to play this role. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not getting, you know, a lot of work. And it's, it was fun. I had a lot of fun working with them and I'd love to be a lead in a film. So, and then little by little, he got Jerry Lacey on board from Dark Shadows and Catherine and Laura. And it just kind of escalated into this thing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh my God, what what just happened here? You know, like how did we just did this and now we're doing this with these um, great TV stars. Um, but it was um, an amazing learning experience just to kind of have hype behind us a little bit and to do this movie and for me to be my first lead and to kind of start to see how these experienced actors work, you know, and I learned a lot from watching Jerry and from, you know, however many years we've been working with him now and Catherine and Laura and everybody just being behind the scenes and 
sets and like seeing how they deliver their lines and where they're coming from. Um, so it was a great learning experience and a great yeah experience just to get my first lead role out of the way. And then we did a, a premiere in San Diego at Coronado. And just to see myself on the big screen for the first time as well was like in front of a bunch of people was, yeah, it was, it was a crazy fun experience. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, I enjoyed it a lot. And I think if I remember it, it's available on oldies.com um, mm-hmm. where people can get the first two Dr. Mabose movies. Um, we'll talk about the second yep. one in just a minute. And, um, but it's, it's one, it's not, a lot of people are going to be, drawn because of Lacey, Scott, Parker, they're they're the the more recognizable names. But as you said, you're the lead. And I really like how you portrayed Carl Lohman. You know, he's the guy that's trying to get it done, trying to work and solve the problem. And uh, he's got a lot of things going against him in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't believe in all this stuff and he doesn't know what's going on and he's you know not even in the yeah this is like one of his first ever real cases <laughs> and then he runs into dr mabuz like yeah it was it was quite a role i worked on it quite a bit and i've learned a lot since since that movie i should say but it was a great experience to like this is yeah just to do it and now i look back on it like oh of course you know like i could have done this or i could have done this or oh why did i do that you know but that was now like eight years ago or so so it's it's fun to go back and watch those and see where I, where i was and then where i am now and see how much i've grown i guess yeah, but I, yeah i know there's a lot of actors that never watched themselves in film mm-hmm. it's like it's done i was there i did it i don't want to see it because <laughs> they're just going to pick it apart and, and yeah and the funny thing is as a fan of the film you're watching you're like Oh, I like this and that, you know, and, you're, and you'll be right there next to me. Oh, I should have did this, or I should have did that. I should have turned a little more. You're, you're, you're looking more yep. at the technical aspect, and I'm just looking at it as it, the point was gotten was gotten across, and yeah, you know, and everything. You know, so it's just different levels of viewership, and and you're looking at it in a totally different way, especially as a not yep. just a, an actor, but also as a writer and a producer of different films. Yeah, and that totally as it's gone along now too, like. I'll watch it and watch it again. And now I'm starting to not really watch it, but like when for Loon Lake and for Will and Liz and stuff, when we were editing it, I am forced to watch myself, you know? So then I think it's good and bad of like, I don't like to, but then once I get over seeing it a couple times and then I can learn from it and see like, okay, this is why this didn't work here or why this worked and how I can improve on it. So I think it helped me out quite a bit by, watching it and being forced <laughs> kind of to watch myself on there. So yeah, I'm totally looking. Yeah. I know when, um, my, Ben, as I said, my son does the editing of these different um, interviews and the things I have trouble here. I, I hate hearing my own voice. So I can, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's, to me, it's like the worst voice ever. I joke that I have the face for radio and the voice for a silent movie, you know? Well, yeah, I think you got a great voice. <laughs> But yeah, I hear you about my voice as well. For a while, I was like, "Oh man, is that what I sound like? Really? Oh, geez." And I know it's it's just, you know, but it's we all have so we all criticize ourselves, and but the thing is, other people yeah. don't even notice it, and that's the whole point. It's like we're looking at something, and, and just and just it's done. Enjoy it, 
learn from it, yeah. and then move on. It's, it's the things I keep trying yeah, to tell exactly. myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that you can't be too critical on yourself because that's who you are, and there's nobody else like you. So take it for what it is, and, and go on, and take what you have, and do what you can the best with it. Now the follow- you do have a great place. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying for a backhanded not for a back. No, I wasn't, no, try, no, I wasn't no. fishing. Yeah. You know, it's just I was just. <laughs> but one other thing I wanted to mention with Doctor Maboose, you also had, I think, if I remember right, Lyndon Childs played the inspector prior to you. Yep. He was shown in some flashback scenes, and I know mm-hmm. you said about um, Brother Drop Dead. He was in that a lot, and he was in some other things that you did work with. What was it like working with Lyndon Childs? Um. It was great working with Lyndon. I mean, just, you know, kind of the same with Jerry and everybody and David Selby and Catherine. It's just, they've done, they've been around doing it for so long that you can learn so much from watching these guys when they're just sitting there. It doesn't even look like they're really doing anything and they're taking these lines and just making magic with them. So he became like such a great friend and so much fun to be around and hang out with and learn from, you know, because acting in theater and improv and stuff and then going to act in front of the camera are totally different things because when you're doing theater you're projecting out and you're giving this performance for the people you know up there 50 rows or whatever but then when you're acting on film you know the camera's right there so you don't have to do as much so it takes the fine line that you have to gauge to go up and down to figure out where to bring your level of energy and where it kind of comes from I guess. So be able to see Lyndon in the beginning and see Jerry and where they come from, where they bring these lines from and, you know, from inner work instead of, I guess, outer work and physicality. So I learned a lot from him through that and, you know, with Brother Drop Dead and then with Mabuse and then, um, uh, yeah, then the other movie, Rising Light, too. So, yeah. So it it was great. Learned a lot from him. And speaking of Jerry Lacey, what and 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 Catherine Lee Scott and Laura Parker, how intimidated were you when you found that Ansel had them coming and, and him? Because I can, I know what it's like when I I scheduled the interview with David Selby. It's like, oh, I'm going to interview David Selby. Oh, I'm going to interview David Selby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, I mean, I I didn't really know. I never really dark watched Dark Shadows too much. So then when Ansel told me about it, I started watching it and I started, you know, seeing who these people were that I was going to work with and kind of where they came from in their background. So I was, I, I started getting pretty nervous. Um, and then Ansel threw this twist in there, like about a week before we were going to start shooting that he wanted us to do British accents or some accents. I'm like, uh, what? Like, I can't really do that. So for the first table read that we did, we all sat around and I had the, probably the worst British accent ever. I was trying to do at this table read with Jerry Lacey and Catherine and Laura. And I'm, I, I wish I would know what they would thought about that table read. <laughs> Cause I'm sitting there trying to do this like accent, which we ended up scratching. I think after that, he's like, all right, we can't, we can't do that. But I wonder what they thought. They were like, who is this kid <laughs> doing this accent with these roles and what is going to, what's going on here? But I was super nervous at that table read just because at first I had to do the accent and then I had, you know, to do these lines and then to be there with them, you know, is yeah, it was, it was a fun kind of terrifying <laughs> experience. But, and then we scratched accents and then, yeah, but then once we got rolling 
along, you know, after the first couple of takes and the first, you know, day is always a little, you get anxious for it because you're excited. You don't know what's going to happen. And then once you kind of get through that and kind of the anxiety out and then you kind of get into the work, um, then you kind of start cruising along, but there's always that anxious, nervous energy in the beginning for sure, especially when they're there and they know so much and they've been around for so long and you're just kind of starting out and they're so gracious, you know, to help you out and, you know, yeah, I'll be out the reading or just watching them and yeah, just being there with you, I guess, in these scenes is, is great. I think part of it is when they were young performers, they had the veterans helping them out and it's their way of paying it forward or paying it back. And then you, of course, they're, when you become the veteran actor, down the road, you know, it'll be yep. your turn to keep the stay calm. Just, just, you, you can do it, you know, and, and keep them from being freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. Hopefully someday. <laughs> well, it's a long way to go for you. So you know, yeah, yeah, we got a long way. And we're not, we're not talking like tomorrow. You're a young guy. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, 2014, you guys followed up, Dr. Mabusa for sequel. And, mm-hmm. um, and um, that one, you added Christopher Pinnock in it from the Dark yep. Shadows group. Yep. And you are now playing Dr. Mabuse. Yeah. With Jerry. I Lacey. mean, this is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, which in the beginning, we weren't going to do that. But then I'm glad Ansel kind of changed the script around to have us both play that. Um, both play him in the movie. Um, yeah, and this is kind of where I started getting into casting and stuff as well a little more and a little more starting to get on the producer side and see kind of how he was doing it and kind of helping him out and doing a little bit more. But, boy, was I nervous for this that movie. <laughs> like, I remember we went to meet with Jerry, and I'm like, oh, my God, how? Because Jerry is so good in his voice, and he's just so intimidating, and, like, he can just say a couple words and, it's just spot on, just intimidation without being intimidating, I guess, but it's just there in his voice without having to use any physicality, but just standing there. So I was like, how am I going to do this? So we went and met with Jerry one day up at his place and we were talking about the film and talking about the role and like how we're both going to be playing him. And I was like, I don't know how I can do this, Ansel. Like I, this is going to be crazy. And we had to like stop on the way down <laughs> and like sit at this baseball park because I was like getting very anxious and I think I had yeah, a little nervous, not nervous breakdown, but but close to where I was just like, oh, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And people, all these people are going to be watching this. And now I got to play Mabuse and I got Jerry there and I'm supposed to like take this dark character and how can I even come close to being as good as him? So for that, it took me, it was a lot of work and I'm just kind of trying to, hone in this tough character and you know just like a criminal mastermind that didn't care much about anybody or just to get this physicality and where does that come from in your body and so i'd like walk around venice and stuff (laughs) and just kind of like feel this character and try to like feel this like bad guy role and feel like yeah anger or whatever there that came from so like for the movie I kind of said how I was like the bulldog in the sense, and he was like the master when his side is like the mastermind side and mine's like the younger bulldogish, like <laughs> aggressive guy. So that's kind of how I was playing it. Just like, yeah, more aggression and yeah. Trying to be like a bulldog. 
and, and I'm looking at it, and I, I kind of said this to you before in a, in a different way. You're trying to say, how can I match Jerry Lacey? You, you don't, it's like when people try to compare different yeah. sports actors, like, oh, who's going to be the next yeah. Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. Nathan Wilson's Nathan Wilson. Jerry Lacey's Jerry Lacey. Yep. Just be the best, do the best performance you can. And then people yeah. are going to know it's it, because he's supposed to be um, mentally in your body as Carl yeah. Roman. And so, yeah. of course, the voice will be different. Some things will be different, you know, and he's, you know, supposedly yeah. he's done this countless times, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think kind of that's kind of what it started coming to of, like, he's going to play his that way, and I can come to as close as I possibly can to his, but this is still going to be my mabuse, you know, both kind of, yeah, in the same body, and it's going to come out the way it's going to come out. And I think it came out actually pretty cool the way that we shot it and did it so oh i I enjoyed it i think you guys were especially i think there was one scene where you were like on one side of a beam and then it shifted (laughs) over and jerry's on the other side and it's like continuing yep that that was really cool yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's i think we had a scene with Catherine, i believe or maybe bahia and i think i was on one side yeah and then he switches over and then it was jerry on the other side yeah, he did. He did a great, yeah, he did a great job with that. And that's like what's with these productions as well. Like we're shooting these movies with like little to no budget as well. So it's crazy to be able to do these things, you know, with little to no budgets. When you got these people with even a couple hundred thousand dollars to make these films, and we're doing it, you know, with however much, not much. So and then get these people to come in there and do this for us and play these roles for us and to jump in this world was 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 amazing to have them even come do it for us and with us yeah so so, so listeners when you go to watch a lot of this work just remember as, as nate just said it was an extremely low budget production but mm-hmm. having said that the work is there the acting is there the, the writing is there yep. the performances are there Yes, there's going to be maybe some special effects that didn't couldn't get pulled off as well because the money's not there. But then again, I've seen many films that are sure eye candy, and they had nothing else but eye candy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, when you're watching these a lot of these movies, at least when we're bringing it, we're you know we're bringing good acting. Yeah, we're bringing good writing. There might be some things where. You know, if you don't know who we are or you don't know who these actors are, you're going to at first be like, why am I watching this or what's going on? But because you're so used to, oh, I'm going to go on Amazon and I'm going to watch this movie and it's a $20 million movie or a $10 million movie. And then now ours is up there with the same, supposed to be at the same level of these. And then you're watching it like, what the hell is this? Why? How did they, how did they make this? It's about, you know, millions of dollars. But I think we can compete, you know, with the little money we have with quite a few big budget films as well. Yeah. Just because of all those things are there. Which, which brings me to the first film I saw that you were in will and Liz. Oh, which came out in 2018. Yeah. The, the first two films I saw that you were in were will and Liz and then loon Lake. Cause I was watching. Oh, great. Those are the, yeah. And that's a good start. A perfect start to start at. Yeah. Well, the reason was, is, um, Ansel was on um, another podcast doing a movie, talking about a different movie. We talked about some of his work on Monster Kid Radio, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Loon Lake. And when I looked, and I, you yep. know, I typed his name in on Amazon because he said it was on Amazon Prime. I saw Will and Liz and Loon Lake. Yep. And I was like, well, one's before the other. I'm going to go. I like to see people how they progress. 
And yeah, uh, and best, I didn't know who you were at the time. <laughs> because yeah, you know, um, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's and and I learned and the Will and Liz is a tight little relationship movie with Christine mm-hmm. Tucker as Liz. And yep. I really enjoyed it because it, it fit, it actually fit the budget. You know, those are the things you can do with a smaller budget and make this. Yeah. Um, intimate. Yeah. Intimate thing for a one year time frame, And people will sometimes say like there's certain movies like the whales of August, which had Vincent price and Lillian Gish. And I said this to Ansel mm-hmm. too, which people say, Oh, there's nothing really going on. There's a lot going on. It's just, yeah in the relationships. And so what was yep. it like doing yeah, that on Liz? Uh, so this was like, I think the, this is the first script that me and Ansel wrote together. Um, it was weird that he came to me with that because I've always wanted to do a relationship love story type of movie in LA. And he came to me kind of with an outline of this thing. And I was like, wow, that's, that sounds great. Like I'd really love to do something like that. And kind of just taking, because being from LA and having relationships out here are tough because you have all these people moving in here and doing all this stuff and then they move and they move away. So to be somebody from here, to have all these people come into LA and then they leave, um, I thought it was a perfect backdrop for this, for this love story, you know? Um, yeah. And then, so we wrote it and we got, yeah, and then went out and shot it. We This is, cast uh christine which was amazing like she was the first actress that came in to audition for us and that day i had an audition for a tv show or for something and i knew we were going to be a little late and i'm like ah it's fine like no actress really shows up on time and we're only going to be like five or ten minutes late so we get there and christine sitting out outside the door like waiting we like walked in by her like oh my god but then when she came in and that's such a a tough role to play but then so she came in and she did like such an amazing job of reading it we're like oh my god like she was perfect and then we did the rest of the day and nobody could really there was maybe another girl that was pretty good as well but nobody came close to it because it's tough to play that role in a sense because a lot of girls want to play it not privileged but like like they're better than i think will and she, because the scene that we did when for the audition was when, um, like she, he was trying to say we should move in together, and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to." But a lot of girls were playing it like, "Oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not going to do that with you." But she came through such like a, a good side and a good heart, I guess, of being like, "I don't want to move in because of this," and you know, we just, I just love being together with you. And so she came from and from a different side than like kind of I guess a bitchy side. So that's why we cast her and uh, like that again is just an amazing experience of a small crew, just like me and Ansel, you know, and then her would go around and talk, and talk about independent filmmaking and kind of guerrilla style. And we would just go shoot these scenes somewhere and, you know, find a spot to go shoot. And then we'd go there and sit around and wait for the lighting or wait for whatever. And just whatever was there, we'd, we'd just go with the elements and, and shoot it. So. And what I like so much about this film and the next one we'll talk about Loon Lake is real locations, you know, it's, um, yeah. And it shows up so well where you're not having the green screen or the blue screen, whatever yeah. it is in the background. And yep. my fav- one of my favorite scenes in the movie was the two of you on the beach. Mm, and, okay. Yeah. The Christmas scene. 
the Christmas scene, and she's wearing the hat, the, the, the like the um, the Santa hat or the elf hat or whatever. Yep. And I think it fit the relationship so well because here she's like she runs off to go into the water, and you stay behind, and it it, it showed it showed the different. She drew yeah. you, it, from my perspective, she was drawing you out of the shell. You're like a turtle who's just like I'm. I'm here, and she's a free spirit. Yeah, and you were bringing her to be. You were bringing to her, and she was learning from you to be a little more serious, a little more secure. And, and it was a nice balance of the two. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then I, yeah, that's true. I guess I never thought yeah, because I don't go run to the beach with her, and she wants, and I just sit there. I mean, I always loved the shot of me just sitting there by myself. But yeah, that's yeah, the reason why I didn't go do that. Because I think, yeah, as I think, it was also in that scene we used, or it was a later scene where you said about, oh, we can go to such and such and drink. She goes, well, I thought you don't do that kind of stuff. And if you're like, oh, I think, you know, and yeah, that that's his dad. That's the same. Yeah, that's the same scene of where I'm like finally wanting to come out of my shell and wanting to go out, and now she's wanting to stay in, and she's like, yeah, why? I'd just rather stay in on New Year's, I think, than than go out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why? I'm I'm finally the one wanting to go out and have fun, and now she's wanting to stay in. Yeah, it was a little. It's like a little bit of a role reversal, and I think. Yep. And I think it's, I don't want to spoil the film. So, but I mean, but it was. It was it's, yeah. it's, it's a good thing about a year in the life. And. Um, yep. I just really yeah, enjoyed, like a year. Yeah. Yeah, year in the life of a relationship in L.A. Yeah, and kind of how relationships, I guess, work out here, and just kind of, a, I guess, a relationship in a year with anything of just kind of what you go through or not and the ups and downs of just a relationship that anybody goes through when you're younger days or whatever, I guess. Oh, that doesn't even have to be your younger days. It could just be, uh, yeah. it, it's just one of those things, two people hit and um, there were opposites in a lot of, in some mm-hmm. ways, similar in others. And mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, and how those different things evolve you know, through time yep. and, and, and some things last and some things don't last. And, uh, yep. and that's, I, I, that's why I enjoyed the film because you, again, you don't need something with a big bang or a big plot twist or this kind of stuff. Yep. It's, it's a nice, I don't want to say it's a small, but intimate relationship movie. Yeah. Very intimate. Yep. And it was nice to, in a sense, to actually have those real, settings and be out of like this green screen environment and like having these real real situations and real environments and using real sets i guess you know la where we would go shoot it so it was yeah it was nice to get out of his back blue room kind of garages thing that we made for the blue room so just to get out there and act in these environments yeah in real settings and for anybody that watches a lot of these films, you'll see a certain apartment appear over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish we probably should have changed it up once or twice, but then the gambling man, yeah, yeah, we probably should have moved. <laughs> well, it's, it's a set to set. I mean, it's really, you know, it's, yeah. it, wor- it's, it, it, it worked in the film, but I was just thinking, you know, it's low budget. It's got to be somebody. Yeah. It's got to be somebody owns this place that's that's doing the filming. Yep. And um, yep. And, and they're like, yeah, oh, exactly. Come yeah, to my place. We can do guys. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We just didn't think. Well, like, and even with Will and Liz, because it was kind of an experiment in general. Anyway, we were like, we're we're gonna make this, and if it doesn't work, then we'll just kind of do whatever. Or if it does, maybe we'll just put it on YouTube or whatever we're just doing with this thing. And then. In, when we started filming it and doing it, 
I remember talking to some people about like uh, that we wrote this thing and I was going to be the lead in this romantic movie. And this girl I was talking to was like, Oh my God, like that's tough to do that. She said, she's an actress as well because everybody's going to have to follow you and you're going to have to be the lead. And you know, everyone's going to have to go through your side of the story. So I was like a little anxious about having, you know, another lead, I guess, and just only two people in this whole movie that you have to sit there and watch. Um, so, so we didn't know what we were going to do with it. And then to, as we were filming it, we're like, Oh my God, this is actually pretty good. And like the connection that between me and Christine is actually real. And like, it just started getting better and better. And we we're like, uh, yeah, we can't just put this on YouTube. And by the time we got the music to it and then cut it and doing all this stuff, we're like, yeah, we can't just throw this out there for whatever. We got to try to get distribution or get this somewhere so people can see it. So then we got it on Amazon Prime, which is great. So, yeah, so we're using our apartment. Usually it was always just like, oh, we're just going to put this up and it doesn't really matter. But then once this got going, it was like, oh, this is bigger than I think we ever imagined and better than we ever thought it was going to be. So, yeah. yeah. The chemistry between you and Christine is just awesome. And, and I hope down the road, that you two guys work together in other films with Ansel or, or without, yeah. you know, we case because you guys had yep. that great chemistry. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to make with her. And yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was instant chemistry almost and kind of the dramatic yeah, dynamics between us was great. And yeah, the first, it's so weird. You're, you're like first kiss in the sense that you have with this girl that, you know, you're not really in a relationship with and, she's married as well. And I was like, Oh, so I think our, our first kiss is actually our actually first kiss that we did. And I, I think we were going to shoot. So we have our first kiss and then I guess in the subway, we we're going to shoot it on the subway. And then once we got done with the day, we we're like, Oh my God, this is like the perfect spot for that. So like the first kiss between us was kind of awkward. And then just even, I mean, I'll tell you for those who haven't seen it, but they'll see it. Just that moment right there was just like a little bit of movie magic where, we're sitting there and Ansel's like, just give it your all and just want this to be the most dramatic kiss that you guys have I've ever seen on film and blah, blah, blah. And kind of right after he got done saying that, I like saw her hair move. And I was like, oh my God, the train is on its way. Like if we can get this shot right now, so that all just worked out perfectly with the train coming and then kind of sitting there and then having our first kiss and then just going through that whole shot and then getting on the train and just leaving was just, I mean, like I never thought when writing that script that something like that would ever happen and then to catch or capture that and to get that thing. And then we took off and we left and we were like, that was a shot. Like we got it. <laughs> it was crazy. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the fun part about going out and filming and just doing it off the cuff like that is you can capture those moments that are beautiful. And again, that goes back to having those real locations, which um, it's, it's getting really tough yeah. for you guys to do on the budget you have, but when you can do it, yep. it really, yeah. really works. I mean, one thing I forgot to tell, tell listeners, I mean, you've done so many other films that we haven't talked about where you did little small parts in them, like the firemen um, and other things like in the oh, Detective yep. Sarah series, and you showed up as yep. Dr. Mabuse. You are like, oh, yeah. you and Ansel, are, as as a director, actor, remind me similar of some other people in the past. Like you got John Ford with John Wayne. You're like, he's because John, mm-hmm. John Wayne in a lot of his films. You also have Scorsese and De Niro or Scorsese and DiCaprio. Yep. But I think yep. if we look at it in the budget you guys are dealing with, I guess the best example would be Roger Corman and Vincent Price. 
because they mm-hmm. did a lot of great work with very little money. And, yeah. and I think that's probably the more apropos um, example. Now, hopefully people will come up and realize what work you guys have been doing and back up some of that money truck. And <laughs> Yep. That would be, that would be amazing. That's what we're open for. That's yeah. That's why we have these other scripts that we wrote is kind of for that reason to get these, get a little bigger budget and get, get rolling on those. But yeah, for, for the budgets that we have, we've been turning out some pretty good stuff, I think. <laughs> well, last year, Loon Lake, and mm-hmm. this was the second movie I saw of yours. Now, in Will and Liz, you had a full beard. You wore a hat most of the time, and your character is totally different. And I'll be honest, because, again, I didn't know you. I didn't realize yep. you were the same actor. Oh, really? I'm serious. I told this <laughs> to Ansel. I'm like, I was like, I, when I was looking, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's the same guy in Will and Liz. I mean, that, um, so you, so um, yeah, so you totally faked me out as in your acting performance. Oh, I that's great. And I think, uh, you know, again with the beard and the hat, I mean, helped also. But yep. it was, but it was two totally different characters. And Loon Lake, yeah. for listeners that don't know, and and we and um, we're going to be we've reviewed this movie already in our podcast. Mm-hmm. So by the time this will come out, they've heard the review of it. Is I, I think a psychological horror thriller. And, yeah. Yep. And it's very much in the mind. And you got to work yeah. with David Selby in playing two different roles. Um, oh, yeah. Kelly and Carolyn Aaron Decker as the witch, Mary mm-hmm. Jane Turlinden. Turlinden? Yep. Mary Jane Turlinden was her name. Yep. And Brittany. And we Payne. named that. So her, so her last name, Turlinden, was because of actually Lyndon Childs. It's kind of why we, we threw that in there, kind of as a little mask of like let's what, what can we name her last name because we're on the tour and then let's let's do how about your linden after linden so we threw a little well, gift is, in there for him yeah that is cool and Brittany benjamin played um gracie and you had Catherine lee scott yep. playing the wife to david selby when he was the reverend jansen what mm-hmm. was it like working with um david selby and and aaron i mean sir kelly and Brittany? You know, yeah we talked about we talked about um Catherine already and um when you get what it was like working with those two ladies and David. Yep. Um, well, Kelly, I worked with on nighttime winds and she was in Dr. Mabuse. So we already cut two. So we already knew her a little. Um, so working with her was great. Like I knew it was going to be, um, this is the first time working with David and like Ansel would always say, like, you, you gotta bring it this time, you know, like, cause David's going to come and he's going to bring it. And I'm like, I know, I know, I got it. I got him, you know, working it out and figuring it all out and just from writing it and doing whatever. But I never, and I knew he's like, it was so, he's so good. And you can see it in his work on this movie. And, you know, just to see how he works and how he does things. And it was fun to be able to toss back, you know, some lines back and forth and feel each other and to do all that stuff. And we met a couple of times before, at like some coffee shops and stuff to talk about the movie and to talk about his character. And we, you know, we built up um, both of his characters quite a bit just to add more because he's such a great actor. We wanted him in there more. And um, it was great because we went to go pick him up at the airport because we shot it back in my hometown in Minnesota, the movie. And we went to Sioux Falls airport to pick him up. We haven't seen him for like, I guess a couple weeks or a month. And then he was growing out his hair. So we pick him up from the airport and he kind of walks out and 
They're like, oh, hey, welcome. And, you know, I'm so glad to have you here. And I think we shot maybe three or four days with just me. And I'm getting bored of just acting by myself and getting up and being scared. So right away, just we got in the car and we were driving back to my place and we started going over the lines right away. And man, he was just perfect. He was like in it and just there. He was Emery. And then, so we shot Emery's scenes, I think in like a day and a half or something like that. And we started like with the ending. And um, so <laughs> like there's a couple of times we were like, wow, you know, David, he, he doesn't look so great or he seems just like worn out and he's just like, whatever. And after the first day of shooting with Emery, we go back, we stayed at my aunt and uncle's um, place in Okaboji in the, this apartment down there. And he's like, we're just like, wow. He's like, this seems wore out and tired. And he goes like, I'll be right back. I'm going to take a shower. Like, okay. So he comes out and he's got his hair flipped back and he's got his shirt down, you know, and just kind of sitting back there. And it looked like he went in as somebody else and came out as somebody just totally different and live with energy. And I was like, Oh my God. Like ever since he's been here for the past few days, he's pretty much been Emery. Like he's just been like in there with that. And it's like, what just happened? Like he just went in and took a shower and came out. And now he's just this lively guy with energy. And it's like, wow. Like that's kind of actor he was. And that's kind of actor we were dealing with. And then to go from Emery and then the next day is going into pastor Jansen and having this whole other presence. And then just to go into that and just having energy and just being behind that, this historic, this this big character like it was it was amazing and fun to watch and i, I knew it was going to be good but just to watch it in real life is like hmm, yep that's that's effortless and spot on great when i so, interviewed when i interviewed um david selby i told him it's like he faked me out because he was so prim and proper <laughs> as the reverend i thought that was him it's like oh that's david selby and then it took yeah. me a while it took me a few minutes maybe a, maybe five minutes or more to figure out that he was also Emery because they were so totally oh, different and prim and proper yeah. local yokel. I mean, it was kind of like, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, Hey, it's kind of a big wild arm, like character of Emery. Just, well, what's going on? Hell, just kind of, uh, yeah. To just, this is so a character. Yeah. Like tough pastor Jansen. So thank you uh, for making yeah. me feel good for here. <laughs> you're seeing him live and you, <laughs> <laughs> you were faked out yeah. like, who he was. You thought, oh my lord, he's really, he's really going yeah. down, and then he comes out, yeah. boom, and you're just like, so it, that. Oh yeah, like that was a total different person. That yeah, five minutes ago, it was yeah, it was it was so it was crazy. It's so much fun to see. <laughs> That's the level you got to get to. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I mean, he is at such an excellent level of theater. I mean, playing Link and other stuff. Uh, his, his his yeah. He's got a long, long list of things that he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it was, we're so grateful for him to, you know, to do that, to do this for us, you know, with his long history and with the amazing, you know, credits that he has to, you know, come up to Minnesota to hang out with us, you know, for a week and to shoot this with us and to be there was so much fun and amazing to have him there just for him to do it, you know? And he just makes, makes the film so much better by having him in there. It's, he's so good that, yeah, we're just so appreciative to have him in there and just grateful that he even, you know, would want to work with us and to do something lower budget um, was very nice. And, yeah, glad to have him in there. 
Well, it's like I told you before we started recording. You know, if an actor's not acting, they're they're not an actor. So a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these folks, they they just want to perform. They want to act. They want to get their work out there, and um, yeah, they love it so much. Yeah. And that's the thing you just enjoy it's, is the love that they bring to the to the art to the craft. Yeah. Yep. And then the, also to bring Catherine up there, you know, and the have the set for them again, you know, like having these real sets that we didn't have before that now we're getting that I found this place in Worthington that was like an 1880s like town that they built and to have this beautiful set there and like Catherine comes out because we show her, you know, the parsonage and where she's going to shoot the scene and she came down, she flew into Minneapolis and then drove down the four hours and, you know, stayed with us also at my aunt and, um, and to have them in this beautiful setting in this time period, you would like never not believe that they were actually in this time period and to have that backdrop and then to have them in there giving it to each other. Yeah. It was a special, special moment and a special movie for me for sure. It was, it was definitely it, it was very enjoyable. And one of the things um, David told me when I was interviewing him, interviewing him, he wants to work with you guys again. So he yeah. enjoyed it so yeah. much. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've been trying to get something together and we've been talking and we're just, everything that we're trying to get, it just hasn't been working out, but we'll get something. Yeah. It, yeah, it was so much fun. We're like, we're definitely trying as hard as possible to get something made with him again. We've written a couple things for him. Just now we just got to figure out how, how to do it here. Well, hopefully that how it can happen. And then what was it like mm-hmm. working with, um, Brittany Benjamin and Brittany? yeah, Brittany, because she played she played a, a key role in Gracie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she was so professional, and she was the, I think the first person again that we like auditioned for. I think how we were going to have her either Gracie, yeah, we we're going to maybe have either role, and she did a self tape for us, and. um, and after the first self tape, we were like, wow, she is on point. She's great. She knows exactly what she's doing. And then when she came down, she's the nicest like girl. She was on, she knew her lines. I mean, she's a perfect actress. She knew her lines. She was on point. She knew the beats. Didn't hardly have to give her any notes. She knew exactly what she was doing. And to, and to have never met her, you know, just kind of, we talked to her a couple of times because we would did the casting and did everything out of LA. And then we drove to Minnesota and then we had people come down from Minneapolis or wherever to um, my parents' farm at the time where we shot it. And um, yeah, even from the first day, she was just on it. I think we shot the bar scene the first day and then she went home and then a couple of days later she came back and then over a day and a half or two days, I guess, we shot the, the rest of her footage. But the first day in the bar, she was on point. She was doing her little thing in the back and just having fun with the scene. So it was great. And I, you know, just our, our connection there, I think, was really good as well for this being what it was of, you know, just kind of him for Lewis for where he was at and, you know, in his life and what he wanted, you know, and kind of what she kind of wanted in a sense, but she didn't push at it too hard, you know, to make me look like a jackass for not trying to pursue her or for her pursuing me too hard. So she looks bad or I look bad for pursuing this girl. It was, yeah, perfect. Cause it's, that's a tricky scenario too. Of if they haven't seen the movie of, yeah, when lost my wife, meet this girl, I'm not really into it. I'm in this bad spot. And then try to fit a girl in there. She did a great job with, with the balance, I guess. 
what I liked mostly about the film was what was real and what was not real, which mm-hmm. was never answered in the movie. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. It's a yes-no question. Just, just yes or no. Okay. I don't want you to answer it any more than that because I don't want to – do you know – because I know Ansel knows. Do you know exactly which way it should have ended? Like, like, the, like, like is, was, it, was it fantasy it or, or like in his head or was it real? I'll just answer yes or no. I'll say yes. I don't want to give any more because I told Ansel, okay. he said he knew the answer. I said, I don't want to know the answer because I love it when yep. it's left up for debate. And I had, a, yep. I had a debate with some other people that have seen the film and they're on one side, I'm on the other side. And, yep. and I, I don't think that way. And, I could find out if I'm right, but I'm not. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like Inception in the end with the, with the top. Yes. It's like, what is, what just happened? <laughs> And the reason I don't want I didn't want him what? to answer it or you to answer it is I think that adds more discussion to a movie when people leave it the movie with or in this case watch it on Amazon Prime, uh, yeah, and or and now you can buy it on DVD, yeah. I was about to say on DVD Blu-ray. or Blu-ray, right Blu-ray. Yeah. Blu-ray with the extra Blu-ray. options, yes, yes, <laughs> deleted scenes and a documentary on how we made it, and and you have interviews there too, don't you? Yeah, yep, we have some interviews, yep, with all of us and. David and Catherine and yeah, myself, Kelly, Ansel. And you can get the, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and other places. And and Best Buy. Yeah. Just Google it and you can find it anywhere. Um, but yeah, so, so when, when we, so when this, how we got this idea is I grew up with this legend, with the, this witch legend in my hometown where I'm, I'm from. And actually on one of the first movies I worked with Ansel was brother job dead. And at that time, I was talking to him about, oh, I'd, you know, I'd love to make this this movie about, you know, this witch, that story that I grew up with. And I would take some kids or whatever, and then they'd walk over the grave and you'd, they'd die or whatever would happen. So it was great to have Ansel on the side of writing where he brings his and I bring mine to make it more of this psychological horror film about this guy and kind of his past or, you know, all this stuff instead of like a typical slasher high school kid like movies so it was fun to be able to play in that world and I think because there's so many stories that I grew up with of what's real and what's not real so that's one of the first things that we started with on this movie is like what what is real with this um is she real is she not real and I think we kind of started there and kind of branched out from there with the characters and just kind of built off of that idea so that was a fun thing to, to play with. And I, yeah, and we like to make those kind of movies too. Anyway, those like leave it a little open-ended in the end, just to let you think about it and stew over it instead of like just definite. This is the answer. And again, I enjoy, I know some people don't, my, my, you know, my yeah. daughter is one that she likes that definitive endings in a lot of her films. And, yep. uh, so it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's, I mean, this does have an ending. It just depends how which way yeah, you interpret an ending. the ending. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that there's been some other people too that I've talked to. Like, I have my foster brother that's in the movie as well, and he's brought it to some people, and they've watched it. And this, he's like, yeah, this one girl that watched it, one of his friends, she was kind of mad and about at the ending of like, what that's happened? Like, oh my god, like, how did that happen? And what happened here? What happened here? So, yeah, it's a, I mean, some people like it, and some people don't. So, or I mean, I mean, some people like the ending, some people don't. It's, it's, it's whatever, yeah. It depends on your type of film. 
Exactly, and and I like psych, you know, like psychological horrors. I mean, t- you know, yeah. If you're looking for gore, this is not the film to watch. This is yeah. You'll be disappointed then. So I can see where some people they're thinking about, oh, it's a horror film. I'm going to see a body count or whatever. They might be disappointed. Yep. yep. And these are the kind of movies that I that I like to make or like to watch as well. I mean, you kind of make what you what. Sorry, I gotta get a plug in here. Make what you like. So I like those type of movies. I like those types of endings. So in the end, that's kind of why we made it the way it is, I guess. So, and uh, talking to Ansel and David Selby, um, you guys are like rock stars in, the, in this little town of Minnesota because it's like, oh, the Hollywood people are here. You know, it's a- oh yeah. So yeah, so like we were in the paper, so in that area, you know, I mean, well, first you bring David Selby in there, and then we went out to this winery, and everybody, you know, knows him from in Dark Shadows and stuff like that. So first you have that. And then we were in the paper in these smaller towns and uh, then everybody would like recognize us and like see stuff. And it was, you know, there we go. Ooh. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. It was fun to just kind of <laughs> be into that because you never really get that out here because you're making movies out in LA. Everybody's makes movies. So you're just another one of those people making movies and you're making a movie there with, you know, people like Catherine and, uh, David, it's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe these people are here doing this. And uh, it's, it's something. Yeah, it's something. So it's exciting. It is exciting. And um, you also just finished wrapping up. Um, a, is it a short film or a feature length film? Uh, it's gonna. It's a short film. The, foul, the Thousand so, and One Lives of Dr. Mabuse. Because you've been, it's been on Facebook. So I, I know we, I know you're clear to say at least that it's done. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, so it was just kind of a project that Ansel kind of wanted to do and kind of bring Dr. Mabuse back a little bit and kind of do, I guess, a COVID kind of short because a lot of people are, you know, doing these smaller budget little movies and kind of short movies right now because of COVID and you can't really do much. So I guess this is our part in a sense and to kind of expand that story of it's not even really what happened. I guess it's a little bit of kind of what happened to Loman but it kind of goes on another side of that as well. It kind of goes outside of our first two movies with the Mabuse. So we're editing that right now. And yeah, so we just finished that. I think last week, just got a haircut because my hair was long and had a beard out again, and did whatever my Mabuse stuff. So yeah, it'd be a fun little short again. So it's fun to just do it because we haven't really, I haven't really acted in a film since Loon Lake, so it's been a couple of years. I did a little improv on the side before all this got shut down, but nice to kind of be in front of the camera again and to kind of get that excitement and that feeling and just to get out there and do it. So, And for people that have been following the first two movies, is Jerry Lacey in, the, in this one? Yes, he is, yep. So he's back, <laughs> back with his amazing talent and back with the, the mid-boost voice. Yeah, he is in it, so. He does have that. I mean, some, some people have that natural voice where they can just do so many different things with it. And the rest of us uh-huh. are just like, I mean, cause you think there's like Jerry Lacey, there's people like Morgan Freeman, there's people like James Earl Jones yeah. that just have these voices that once you yeah. hear them, they can make you, they can make you laugh, cry, send shivers down your spine. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just amazing. It is, it is amazing. It's amazing to hear and, and see it. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. And then I think what we never talked about was uh, Last Case of August Harrison. 
So I think that movie with Jerry um, is where I learned the most, I think, about um, film acting, I guess. Because in Mabuse and stuff, I was more in my, well, the Dr. Mabuse the second one, I was more in my head and getting prepared before each scene. So I didn't really watch Jerry's scenes or do much of that unless he was in it with me. But with that movie, I kind of helped produce more and did more of the sound and then acted in it. But he is the lead in that, so we were with him every day. And to see, to watch him in that movie really, really helped me out with my, my film acting. And to see how he really portrayed himself as a lead and watching him every day and doing these, you know, day-to-day and just voiceovers and stuff and was a, a huge learning experience for me. So, like, yeah, like a lot of my film acting skills i guess or what i've learned would pretty much be coming from me yeah, at jerry and Lyndon, and then now david i guess so really appreciative to those guys and to do these things with us and for us i was gonna say you can't get a better um people to emulate in their craft yeah. you know how they mm-hmm. prepare themselves how they get ready and how they do roles and yeah. i've seen the last case of august um t harrison and you played i believe what hk yep. lovecraft yep yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, just kind of a smaller role, but but yeah, it was yeah, it was good. It was fun, and then another role that's a little different, you know, just a little more punctual or upright, and just you know, just a different role all in general, which was fun for me to play and to see about H.P. Lovecraft and learn from him and kind of watch and listen to how I guess I listened to some stories and kind of how I got his voice was kind of from stories that I was listening to and from his stories and kind of made his voice through there, I guess. But now, also a fun film. Now, Nate, for people that want to be able to follow you so they know what's coming out, like, you know, um, what what are some different yep. ways they can follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Nate1Wilson. And then um, on Facebook is probably the, the biggest way, just I think under Nathan Wilson, I believe, is what I'm under. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, you can follow me there, and, yeah, you can check out our movies. we got Loon Lake and Will and & Liz is on Amazon Prime, um, and Loon Lake is also on Tubi TV. They just have commercials. Um, and then now we just, uh, Loon Lake just came out on Blu-ray and DVD. You can find that on BestBuy.com, um, Barnes & Noble, and then Amazon, I believe, has it as well. I don't know if a couple other sites have it i've kind of just kind of googled it and found i knew it was on those three sites you can buy those now with some deleted scenes and um yeah and like uh, how we made it documentary because yeah we could do a whole podcast on that whole movie because that was that was quite a quite a movie to make making it from la and then going back to my yeah hometown where i grew up and shot it and like I said, being with the last two films, Will and Liz and um, Loon Lake, having the real sets, the real area, mm-hmm. it does so much. I know I've, I've done a, a, a tiny bit of acting with different things, and I know just putting the clothes on does so yeah. much. When I had to play a centurion one time, and I put that on, I'm like, oh. Then I felt like a centurion, you know, as I was, I was, yeah. I was in the gear. And I know yep. with the wardrobe, and then you're actually on a set where you can touch, see, and everything. I can just imagine yep. how – it was for you and everybody else that performed, especially Catherine Lee Scott, where I think Ansel said, yeah. oh, we're not doing it in the 
the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I actually have this old sets and candles and yeah, so yeah, old paintings and just feels yeah, it feels like the right environment to be in. So you can soak all of that in and go into that place. It's so much easier to be real from those environments. But I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for um, giving me your time, you know, to to talk about hey. these different films. And it, it is a pleasure to learn more about you. And hopefully the people that listen to this that haven't been following these films will realize, oh, there's, there's good work out there. You just have to look for it. It's right there. I mean, two of them yeah. are on Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime membership, you're already paying yeah. for it. You can watch them. And then if you really enjoy Loon Lake, I'm a person that really believes in getting the physical media because mm. things might not be on streaming services forever, but if you have it, you have it. Yeah, exactly. And, and like sometimes too, with like the streaming services, I mean, we watched it. Well, we, we watched it when it came out on DVD cause Ansel got one and um, it just seemed like the quality was that much better because it's not going through the streaming service or like sometimes we'd watch it on Amazon and maybe the sound was a little bit off. And we're like, or just didn't seem as nice, but now having an actual physical Blu-ray and like putting it in and just the quality seems even more sharp and just better than going through the internet into your TV. So it's another reason to get it. Oh, I'm glad you said music and sound because there was one thing I, I, I forgot that I wanted to give you praise mm-hmm. about the guitar in Will and Liz. <laughs> Cause I was enjoying it during the film. Yeah. And then of course at the very end of the movie, you find that it's you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I even did the, yeah, which was crazy because we actually watched that because I was redoing my reel. And whenever I watch that movie, that, that part always gets me. <laughs> and we just shot that. That wasn't even in the script. Like we just kind of, that was going to be just a little scene that we were going to do. And then it ended up like that. But so I played the guitar a little bit and, um, yeah, throughout the, I just started playing some guitar just because we needed music for the film because it's tough to get real tough to get music and you have to pay for it. And we didn't really want to pay too much. So then I just kind of was fiddling around with the guitar a couple of days and um, sent those off to Ansel and we ended up yeah putting them in the movie, which is something that I never really think about. But then when I think about it, like, Oh my God, I like did the movie's music for that. And I can't believe we use it. So it's really, yeah. it reminds me of um, Gary Marshall and Richard Gere where Gary Marshall used to always say, because Richard Gere could play a lot of different instruments. I think one of his main things was the piano. And so Mm. if they had a piano in the scene, they would just say, he'd be like, Richard, play something, you know, and uh, in the scene. And, you know, when you have somebody that has more than one talent, you can utilize that and and help out their character and other things to show that there's a different balance, but also helps fill in different aspects of the scene. Because it might not even be the main part, but it gives that, the character something to do with other things going on. Yeah, exactly. And it's authentic and it's real and just music in general, just bringing that life to a scene and just kind of in the moment type of stuff really helps out a lot as well. Yeah. But thanks. Yeah. Cause that day I think we just picked it up and I was like, yeah, let's just do something. And let's like, we'll just play that song and like, let's just see where it goes. And it ended up becoming what it, what it is. So maybe, maybe, maybe we should get, we should call you guys Marshall and gear, you know, because they, yeah, there they, you they go. work yeah. together and Ansel should have one of your films. Like pick up the guitar and just play something. <laughs> <laughs> just play something. Just go there and just do something. <laughs> Cause it's mobile. You can take it anywhere, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. You can put it in anywhere. But again, thank you for taking your time at it today. Hey, um, thank you. 
and I hope you'll yeah, enjoy Yeah, thank it. you very much. I, re- I really appreciate it. Yeah, I love doing this stuff. It's fun to look back and think about these films that I haven't done for a while and, yeah, just talk and get it out there and, you know, get the work out there and get these movies out there for people to see. They mean a lot to us, and then it's fun to have people watch them and be passionate about them as well. well passionate I, as we are, I guess. Well, I always like to support independent filmmakers, of, and, and actually like to look at their work first and say, oh, I, I like mm-hmm. this. And I really enjoyed seeing your growth as an actor, just like I've like seen Ansel's mm-hmm. growth as a director. You could see where things have changed and he improved on them yep. and made things better. And I could see the same in your work also. And, and of course, weird, yeah. weirdly enough, I started with your last two films and then went back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is the best way to go. <laughs> Well, you can look at it either yeah, way. Yeah, you can go anyway, but yeah. And of course, in the first, those two films, I didn't know it was you. So it's, <laughs> I was like, it's the same guy, you know. So yeah. you, do an excellent, you do excellent work. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you watching them and check that out and taking your time to meet with me. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. 